This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. This is take two uh-huh. of what will surely be many, many more. Yeah, we're, you know, we've been using this thing for like four or five weeks now, and it still, still mystifies both of us. Um, <laughs> but you were talking about Lost. About Lost. And thank you for coming to my seminar. I really did think you delayed that first take because you didn't like my Lost talk, but you're. <laughs> You're here in Lost Talk. I mean, it was only 45 minutes, and then I'm like, whoops, everything <laughs> broke. We lost it all. Uh-huh. So I'm watching, Mikey and I decided we're going to watch Lost all the way through, which is mm, a regrettable decision. But like quality, it wavers. Quantity, you can't fucking beat it. Because back in the early aughts, they put 24 episodes of hour long dramas out per year. So we are in it deep. But anyway, we're about to finish season three. And I have some thoughts, but I am enjoying the end of season three. If you would like to hear all of my thoughts on Lost, please become a Patreon subscriber. My my husband, Mikey, my best friend from college, Leslie, and her boyfriend, Jeff, who works in the film industry um, based out of Louisville. We all happen to start watching it kind of around the same time. So we did a um, a bonus episode through this, like through this weird thing, because they're in Louisville. Um, and it lasted, I was like, Hammond, do we like, I know we're doing a subscription on this. Am I limited to the number of minutes I can use? And Hammond was like, no, it's fine. We recorded three hours of content. And now we have three minutes left of this show. <laughs> so please donate to Patreon so we can afford to keep it up. <laughs> Genuinely though, it was so much, like the quality on Jeff and uh, Leslie's end probably isn't incredible, but it is the hardest I've let. I did a full on spit take to the point where it fucked up my computer. Like nicely done. <laughs> I it was so fun. It felt normal for a little bit. It was it was great, and we're I think gonna do it again because we're doing it at the end of each season. And nice. Who boy, what a ride that mediocre show is. I went ahead. I did interview, as I mentioned last week, Jack Jenkins of Religion News Service and the author of a new book on the religious left. That is already out there for subscribers. We'll put it on the main feed soon because it's related to the stuff we talk about. Um, I was excited. That was fun to talk to someone because I haven't done that in forever. Uh, In terms of an interview, you don't count. Um, I have interesting things if you just ask me probing questions. <laughs> I made blueberry muffins this week. I'm I contain multitudes. I'm gonna give you a choice. Do you want to talk about the most racist thing ever or arson to begin with? Is it a trick question that it's no. like somebody firebombed a black church? <laughs> uh no. Okay, let's start with racism. I feel like right, that's well, a really good spot to start in mid-May 2020. Yep. We'll start with racism. Here's the deal. This morning on Friday, Joe Biden said something stupid on the radio about how if you can't decide who to vote for, quote, then you ain't black, unquote. And that was a stupid thing to say. And then he apologized for it. And that should have been the end of it because Joe Biden and he says a lot of stupid things. And then you just move on because Trump is actually racist. Biden just says stupid things that are racist. But like he's trying to be funny and it's not. That was stupid. 
that was it. That so, was kind of my take on it. Uh, Jamel uh, Hill, who's a writer for The Atlantic, um, who's great. And she's also a woman of color. Yeah. Um, her response, I thought, was really good. I think you retweeted it, Hammond, as well. Um, she said, quote, the issue wasn't what Joe Biden said because it was accurate. The issue was that it came from Biden. It was also clearly a joke that didn't land. But I'm wondering where all this outrage was yesterday when Yal's president dis- declared his public devotion to a Nazi sympathizer. Right. And that's I- the whole point. Joe Biden says something not trying to be racist but it comes off as racist and it comes off as ignorant which it was the thing is also he's not wrong yeah because well he's here's what i don't get like there are black people who are voting for trump trump trots them out all the time there's just a small percentage uh we'll talk about atheist republicans soon it's the same thing there's like three of them i've seen you going on about the atheist republicans and i cannot all i have um but yeah, like, okay, I, I will agree that Joe Biden said something stupid, but Trump acts on the stupid. And like, yes, that's where she's right. Like, yeah, go be mad at him because he does this all the time, but people are spending a day long. That's not even what I want to talk about, by the way. Well, and actually, before we, before yeah. we, I, I want to say that, like, I understand that. <sighs> I can see how you can call what Joe Biden did racist because mostly of the code switching because he said you ain't a black person, like which is very like pandering. I, to- I heard the code switching. I had a bigger problem with the sentiment than like that you're not <laughs> properly black, that you're not like properly black if you can't decide who to vote for as if only like real black people uh, would vote okay, for Democrats. That to me was the big issue, and he's wrong about it, just flat out wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, go apologize for it, which he did. Fine. Here's the part I had a problem with Christian author Eric Metaxas, who is thought of in some right wing circles as like a public intellectual, uh, who is someone who is like a thinking man's Christian, who is so thinking man. I'm sorry, you said he's right wing and he's somebody's thinking man's anything. Among the bubble, they of haven't had an Christians. original thought in 50 years. Oh, There's no oh, thinking man's right winger. We're gonna go back past 50 years in a second, oh, but God. that bubble of right wing people, like he's the smart guy in a room full of dumb people. You know what I mean? And so he just got named a fellow at Liberty University's Falkirk Center, which is like their right wing thing. Anyway, here's what he said about Joe Biden in response to Joe Biden. And oh, I know me the ethnicity feeling- of this particular gentleman. He's white. I know I'm stealing this from like a comedian. Like what he should have said was nothing. Here's what he actually said. I'm going to quote it mostly because I have no interest in going into politics. So this will never be used against me. <laughs> so I'm going to quote exactly what he said. Breaking. Just now, Joe Biden tried and failed to walk back his you ain't black comment by saying, quote, Show enough, you is faux shizzle ain't black. Wait, I'm not done yet. Because Massa Trump be fixing to put all y'all's behinds back in chains! Exclamation point. You done got yourselves no choice in this yeah, and that's a faux show, faux show exclamation point he's white did i mention he's white he's white you sure fucking did thank you um is he this is speaking jive from the 1970s mixed with like slave years talk? Like, yeah 
And I just, I only want to read that to you to explain why there's no conservative daily show. That passes for right-wing humor. And like, what? Like, okay, what's funnier than that are the reactions to his tweet? Because that guy got ratioed like crazy. Yeah, of course. And it's not just from liberals. It's from like other Christians. Let me just point out a couple interesting ones. Um, This is from Karen Swallow Pryor, who currently is a professor at Liberty University. She's leaving at the end of the year. But Eric, this isn't funny. This is the Twitter equivalent of blackface. There's. I would argue it's worse than Twitter Twitter equivalent of blackface because I think they're even in uh, ten years ago, people could make an argument that they didn't understand the racial and cultural implications of black ma- blackface. But if you have someone say "massa," they yeah. know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, this is what Oof. passes for. Uh, this is what passes for Eric Metaxas humor. What's funnier? Uh, on top of this, is earlier this week, this week, Eric Metaxas was on a radio show with Charlie Kirk of the Falkirk Center. And Eric said then, um, he was talking about an abolitionist who was Christian. That's legit. But he was saying, you know what that means when you are Christian? It means we have to abolish slavery, dot, dot, dot. Anybody who's against racism, anybody who's against slavery... Guess why you're against that? We got it from the Bible. The Bible, he said, is the only reason people were against slavery and against racism. Without the Bible, we'd all be racist. That is a true hot take. That's the guy who just did the massa tweet. So, has he... Has he apologized? No, that know. tweet is like, what still up. What the fuck up. am I going to say? Like, anybody who knows the littlest bit about history knows that Christian people have been on the right and wrong side of history all throughout history. Slavery, right. racism, women's rights, and votes. Like, you cannot pretend that your book was like, hey, um, you know, okay, okay, in like mm, 1800 years, um, s- systemically for a few hundred years, people are going to kidnap Africans, bring them to a new, a new world where they can work for cruel people who enslave them. Eventually that ends, but they are still subject to a really systemic, problematic uh, view of the world. In that case, when that happens, you should be anti-racism should be and again all this is before trump who's backed by right-wing christians and is like the most racist of the recent racists um yeah there's nothing to add only that like right-wing christians keep holding this guy eric metaxas up as if he's a guy who knows stuff as if he is an intelligent guy and repeatedly i mean again just quoting him which i do often He's not. He says dumb things all the time. And the fact that you can't realize he can't realize that, yes, there were abolitionists who were Christian. But what do you think kept what do you think was used as a justification for slavery? Oh my God, it's the Bible. Been, yeah. so, like I said, it's Bob why- Jones University. We've talked about this. Bob Jones University was like so racist. They wouldn't let black people in the school, private Christian school for a long time. They didn't allow interracial dating on campus until 2000. 
It's consensual like, this year. I don't know. Yeah. So just, no, man, it's this just, is bad even for right-wing Christians. It, and it, again, it, he could have just said nothing and oh Biden would be the bad guy in this story. And he I found a way to turn it into about, like, make it about himself and I make right wing almost every day, and I never regret it. This is the yeah. only time I talk. Yeah, no, like I, I think I, I find the, um, the Bible is for or is against X thing, like such a specious argument because it's a gajillion pages long, and it says right. all sorts of shit where people were clearly on like, I don't know. Uh, it can be BC, for and against everything you want. They're on like BC LSD and writing about angels with a million eyes or whatever. Like it, it is why people have said we should give let gay people get married. Oh, speaking of which, look at I'm wearing my gay marriage shirt. Oh, look at you! I know I'm so progressive. <sighs> get a badge for that. Um, why people should or should not be allowed to marry their partner. Why people should or should not be able to get an abortion. Why people should or should not be held as the property as other human people. It is wild. Hemet, your hair is so fucking long. It really is. This is. Do you want to borrow Mikey's clippers? He just. I, we were debating I'm, what to do with this. This I'm is too shocked long. you haven't. Also, can we talk before we move on? Can we talk about that Joe Rogan picture I sent you where it looks like he's doing Hemet cosplay? Yeah, he's it was like, weird. It, Joe Rogan is a white dude, and he is like full on brown face, and he looks just like heaven. And it scared me, so I texted it to him. Thank you for comparing me. If you go on IMDb, Joe Rogan, I'll take Joe his Rogan. money. But yeah, yeah. right. Um, God, how many people, when you tell them you have a podcast, have you ever had someone say, "Oh, have you heard of Joe Rogan?" No, I don't talk to other humans. Oh, that's right. No, that happens to me, and I hate it. <laughs> Because what is the next thing I say? If somebody says to me, have hey, you he, heard of Joe Rogan? And I'm like, I'm going to see this guy at the dog park again. You don't know the answer to this. Do, do you know how much money he just got this week? No. For what? He, wait, wait, signed, wait, for what? he signed a deal with Spotify. Do you know how much money he's getting for it? Tell me. No. I'm scared. I don't know this. Okay, well, wait, is it lump sum or is it like a yearly? Like a salary? Um, my understanding is lumps. I mean, I don't know how the contract oh, okay. works. $100,000. Oh dear God! You're in for a. Uh... No, tell me. Well, you're right about the hundred. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I've heard it's like a hundred million or something. What sold the fuck? Yep. I don't know if that's accurate, but he's not denying it. Hey, being an idiot. Oh my god! Like to be a mediocre, loud white man in this world. Yeah. Imagine if me, the loudest person I know, was a white dude. I would be president by now. Yeah. I haven't stopped work on that. in thirty-four years. You should get on that. I'm just saying, one percent. I'll take it. A hundred million dollars. Go Google it later. How many? Pa- how many patrons would we need? <laughs> More is the answer. And maybe like an advertiser? Maybe. All right, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... If I just got a free mattress from Casper, I would be like, I have one podcasting gold. Yes. Uh, We're going to talk... Send me some meandies. We're going to talk about arson. So, 
There is a church called the First Pentecostal Church in Holly Springs, Mississippi. This is one of those small churches in a part of Mississippi that's already rural. Okay, and- I think I read the, um, the headlines. I'm curious to hear okay. the, the details. So they were already mad about not being able to open up and they were filing a lawsuit over like wanting to be open. Uh, they actually got really mad because the police in their city uh, came to their church during a Bible study and an Easter service because people weren't social distancing. The church was violating local guidelines. So there was that happening. And then this week on, I think, like Wednesday or something, the church was burned to the ground. Like okay. the place was destroyed. So those and, are the details I have. Do we know anything yeah. about Here's So we don't know who did it. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Uh, it was like burned to the ground overnight. What the police found was some graffiti on the parking lot in the parking lot area. And there's a couple things. The first thing that I heard was that the graffiti read, bet you stay home now, you hypocrites. Hypocrites is spelled wrong. But that was one thing. So it suggested that like someone was mad about the fact that they were trying to meet in person. I'm never pro arson, but just to defend these arsonists, oh hypocrites is a really hard word to spell, especially when you're doing it in like spray paint. You lose they track. Spell it really. with a K. Okay, these people are idiots, and I hate them. <laughs> and then you guys what are I kidding. found out. I'm not pro arsonists. <laughs> what I found out after that, after that initial report, is there was something else next to the word hypocrites on the graffiti, and it was like the letter A with the atomic nucleus drawing around the letter A, which is a symbol that has been connected with atheist groups. American atheists use it. it. Yeah. So again, what does that mean? Who knows? American atheists today put out a statement, uh, which I thought was fine, given the quick circumstances, saying this is from Nick Fish, the president. Words cannot capture how strongly we condemn this heinous act of destruction. No one should face violence of any kind because of their religion or lack thereof. I am disgusted that anyone would associate a symbol of our community with something so incompatible with our values as Mm -hmm. atheists. My thoughts are with the members of the First Pentecostal Church during this difficult time. So good, fine. I will say, like, uh, it's not clear that's an atheist symbol. I I mean, similar ones used for, like, anarchy. No, but you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, Here's part of me being defensive about it. It doesn't look exactly like the symbol. It's not like atheists use the symbol. Well, that's not exactly how you spell symbol. hypocrite either. That's so like, let's yeah, give them okay. a little wiggle room. Name one atheist who doesn't know how to spell hypocrite. We use it in every sentence. <laughs> and also, like, if you're burning down a church, why would you leave your freaking calling card? I don't know. Like, um, you I really read a the, lot of true crime mysteries. A lot of them. Maybe the Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't know who did it. it there's no evidence uh, of who. I've heard conspiracy theories online of people saying like, this is some sort of like a Christian did it for the persecution game and they tagged it with atheist symbols. Uh-huh. Like I've seen this in other places. Some idiot who's not connected with any group sure. does vandalism, then puts like satanic symbols there and it doesn't mean anything. They're just trying to like, throw people oh, off just the incite people. Oh, that I happened all the time in like the 80s. But we don't know. I would hold off speculation until we know more information, but uh but we don't know. But that symbol is there. And it's disturbing, 
But oh, also, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know who, what sort of person would have done. I don't know what that achieves. Because if your goal is like, I don't want you to meet, what do you think they're going to do now? They'll meet at a different place. Mm-hmm. You think that particular building was the issue? No, they'll meet at someone's house, which is worse. This they'll is meet a at wild, a different church. Like, this is a wild time to commit arson because nobody is ever out. <laughs> Yeah. So if you see one person walking in the square mile around that church, you're like, well, we found them. Like, yeah. you know I mean, there's is. nothing about this that makes sense. It wouldn't have been okay That's in wild. any other situation, but it really doesn't make sense right now. Um, for what it's worth, the church has not blamed atheists. Okay. Um, it's mostly the the New York Times had like a one little aside saying it's a symbol commonly associated with atheist groups. I see what that but looks that's like. about it. Can you chat me a picture of it? I, I will. What, I want to see what that so, looks like. So, yeah. yeah I mean, disturbing. It, it should go without saying that we unequivocally do not encourage people to burn down churches. Yeah. No. I did. If it, but if I it, it was, in fact, an atheist. I tried oh calling God, the church. Your own website, Hammett. Jesus. You just didn't get the clicks. Yeah. Um, I did try calling Ooh, the church. I wanted to. Just like the atheist symbol. Sorry. Like I said. Um, it's it's a <laughs> yeah, that is the focus of that picture. Sorry, um, I want to see that spelling. <laughs> um, there is. I tried calling the church. Uh, it did not. No one picked up. Of course, they didn't. I thought it might go to the pastor's voicemail or something. It did not. Um, but mostly, I wanted to see if there was anything people could do to help in terms of. Because I've seen atheists come together to say, well, arson is wrong, vandalism is wrong, and even if an atheist did not do it, this is not the way any church should be treated, so right. we want to help out. Right. Um, and I couldn't get through to the pastor. There is a GoFundMe to help rebuild the church that some third party made, mm-hmm. um, and that link will be in the show notes. But uh, if anyone's interested for that, there you go. Um, but yeah, disturbing story. I, I genuinely hope that's... Well, like I'm glad nobody was hurt. Yeah, I I hope it's fake, but I hope it's not really an atheist. But if even yeah. if it is, like, well, easy to denounce, right? I mean, and it and it does help that atheists aren't like a coalition the way that well, I guess the left kind of is more. Hey, can we talk about a real cool uh, MAGA guy? Oh yes. Okay, have you heard of? Oh fuck, what's his name? Where is Brendan he? Uh, Dilly. Dilly. Brendan Dilly. He is the, I'll tell you about him in a second. What did he do now? So he really, he has a show called The Dilly Show. Hammond, get it? Hammond. Yes. Yes, I figured that one out. Dilly sounds like Daily. The Daily Show is a really popular show. And his name is Dilly. It's a pun. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I don't get right wing humor. We've already discussed this. Okay, so I'm just going to read. I, I found the transcript on Wonkat because it's a video and Lord knows I don't quite have it in me to listen to this idiot yell at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this from Wonkat's, um, just like how Hemant said Massa earlier and we yeah. didn't cancel him. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to, can I have the same? Uh, Go for it. Cloak. Okay, be afraid. Wear your fucking mask. After her, where's your mask, sir? Better safe, better be safe than sorry. Better to be dead than a fucking dork. What? Yes, I mean that literally. I'd rather die than look like a fucking idiot like you do right now, you weakling. You don't need the mask. If you have a mask, take it off. There's something you can do with the mask? Okay. 
It's something the rock would have there. Wait, there's something you can do with a mask. Okay. It's something the rock would have told you to do. You know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you take the mask, you remove said mask, you take your mask, turn that son of a bitch sideways and you shove it straight up your candy ass. That's what you do with your mask fucking ridiculous the numbers aren't there it's not realistic it's bullshit you're just a big pussy who wears a mask wearing those fucking maxi pads across your face like a fucking cuck okay wow (laughs) so good it's just sometimes the flying spaghetti monster just drops this person who is all of the things in one um So I would like to kick this discussion off with a discussion about toxic masculinity and how it's going to bring on the end of days. (laughs) Because I have seen study after study that men, men are as surveyed less likely to wear masks because it genuinely, because they 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 look like a dork or weak or whatever, which like, I don't know. I think which is like, Donald Trump going to the Ford factory where all the Ford people are wearing masks, but he's like, "Nope, I'm too good for this." Genuine. I think the uh, for a photo op behind the scenes, really quick, and then he took it off. Genuine. I, I think the Mike Pence saying he's not wearing a mask because he wanted to look people in their eyes is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Um, so I want to. Yeah, go I, ahead. I just want to say toxic masculinity. Which this is such like sometimes I'm really grateful for like dumb idiots like this guy because he gives me such a good exit because explaining what toxic masculinity is can be tricky, right? Like because people sort of think of it as like, well, I like cars, so I'm an asshole. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. The difference between being masculine and toxic masculinity is say – you know, if you're masculine, you like to uh, go for runs because that makes you feel more manly. Toxic masculinity is I can do a thing that will help people, but I'm afraid that will somehow jeopardize my very fragile set heterosexuality. Right. You and want me to take care of it. my kids? No. Oh, never. my God. Did you see somebody? Uh, I think Pierce Morgan put up a picture of... Um, one of the uh, it's Captain America, and he's got the he's one of the Chris's, Chris Evans. Oh yeah, who is wearing his kid in like a like a baby Bjorn? Baby thing. Bjorn, yeah. And yeah. Chris Morgan was like, "Look at the pussification of our." And it's like, yeah, imagine being a dad. You like imagine idiot. being thinking that your masculinity is so fucking fragile that holding your baby. That you made somehow like th- one of my favorite responses I see over and over on Twitter is like when it's things like that. And it's like, oh, no, it's holding my baby gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's just things like that. I'm like, does wearing a mask make me gay? Like it, it's just this fragility of masculinity is impressive sometimes i I wanted to read you one other thing from brendan dilly this is from last july and i keep going back to this the before times um he was talking about another toxic masculinity thing but he said this um he was spreading a rumor about elizabeth warren it turned out obviously it was not true it was factually a man target elizabeth warren i've definitely never heard of anybody doing that he he spread this thing It was clearly shown to be a lie, but instead of apologizing, here's what he said. 
to, to the mega people. It is not your responsibility to correct fake news against your enemies, dot, dot, dot. I've told all of you, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to go viral. This is his so, entire ethos here. So the thing you're talking about today, um, he knows exactly that wearing a mask is right. He's saying this stuff because he knows it gets attention from the mega people who treat him like some manly hero. And okay. he doesn't necessarily believe it. He says that out loud. Can I ask you a sincere question? Yes. Is there any chance this guy is a Poe? Um, because, been, and I only ask that. I've known of him for more than a year. When I, when I ask that, but like, he is like, listen, we've gotten so far past the saying the quiet part out loud, but he is saying like the things that we reduce the right to in order to make, like he is becoming a straw man. He's a walking, <laughs> talking straw man and a MAGA yeah. hat. And like, there's n- that's what we I say. Don't like, know. That's what I, Democrats say is like. There it's was a like, time when people this insane would obviously be posed, but I've seen too many of these people who are real, who are genuinely brainwashed and genuinely think it doesn't matter if you're telling the truth or honest as long as you score points for yeah, Trump. Yeah, a guy on Facebook told me that the only reason McDonald's were open and churches were closed is because McDonald's is, play- is paying J.B. Pritzker. So, oh, yeah, sure, money right. Him and, uh, obviously, that's how it works. Uh but yeah, Dilly Dilly is a special kind of crazy. His name is Brendan Dilly, which is the whitest guy, white guy name I can think of. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just. If we've all been taken, I just want to be out ahead and say I suspected it. Uh totally different story. This one made me laugh. So in Pakistan, in in the province of Punjab, there is like a government oversight committee that has to approve every textbook that they use in schools. Every okay. textbook has to go through them for reasons. And this that, that week, serves the American education system? It's, I mean, no, it's a, in here, there's a statewide board that could say, yeah, we approve textbooks and stuff, but your yeah. district can say we're using these and whatever. As oh, long okay. as you fit the guidelines, you could uh, use whatever okay. textbook you want, kind of. I don't know the specifics. But in Punjab, this week, they put out a statement saying there is a textbook called, it says infant mathematics, but it's really addition. It's probably stuff your kid might see in like kindergarten, first grade or whatever. Um, Basic addition type of stuff. They said that textbook is basically banned. And they said it was basically violating the law for including stuff that was, quote, repugnant to the injunctions of Islam. Somehow this kid's math book violated Islam. And they said, before you guess, they said the publishers, (laughs) the publishers never received permission to print the book. So the schools weren't allowed to use it. They said the publishers had to stop, and I'm quoting here, producing, printing, publishing, selling, or using the book. And if they did not, if they didn't remove these books from any schools using them, the publishers could face a cash fine and a prison sentence of up to two years. So they're not messing around. So what is in this children's math book that was so against Islam? Okay, I'm taking a swing here. And I feel really good about it. Yeah. Um, I, ooh, ooh, okay, I have two two things. 
My first one is because to me it has to be in one of like those story math problems. Okay, like, like a word problem. Market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Johnny goes to the market and gets seven oranges and fourteen apples, and then he puts three pairs back. How many sandwiches does he okay. make? Okay, okay, that's a bad problem. But go on. <laughs> should I write a math book? <laughs> you should not. <laughs> so I'm my assumption would be that it's something in that of like it should like maybe a gay couple or something like that in like you know. I'll make this even harder for you. If I'm the publisher, I still have no idea what I did wrong. Okay. Okay. Is there some gay math in there? If it was like a gay couple goes to the market or something, as a publisher, you could be like, oh, I see what they don't like about it. But no, this was a, what? We don't know what we did. Why are you mad at us? Not even. But I mean, I get that as a guess why they might be upset with the book, but not this book. This book, as far as we could it's tell, like zero the anti god number or something, and I you're getting oh my god, close. Uh, <laughs> Negatives can't be real because that disproves God. Closer, um, okay. No, I mean it's as stupid as that, which is like, wait, why would they? No, as far as I can tell, and no one's proven this because the Punjab, uh, what's it called, the Punjab Curriculum and Textbook Board did not specify the problem. But the only thing some reporters found was that there is a uh, a page where they have basic problems, not word problems, just two plus one equals blank. One plus mm-hmm. two equals blank. And next Those to it, where you can't get one by me. Well, next to it, they have a picture of three little pigs, like just running in a circle. And by the way, after that, they have four fishes for numbers, addition problems with the number four. They have another one with like five snowmen for the number five. So you can visualize it too. They have Mm -hmm. three pigs. And in Islam, pigs are considered unclean and you're not supposed to eat pork. And that's the closest anyone could figure out. But they're, like you said, like cartoons. They are little cartoon pigs. It's not like those pigs that they show like the various cuts of meat, like shoulder, rump. Right, no. They didn't say eat the pigs. They just have pigs running around in a little circle next that to a problem that says two it. plus one. That can't be it. There's. I'm, I'm so sorry. This is. I looked a- it up. I read many articles about it. That is. That's the only thing anyone found. The one online commenter I also read somewhere said it's also there was the same book included word problems that mentioned Halloween and like Muslims don't celebrate Halloween, but how that violates any law of any kind was unclear. But like that was the closest second place guess. But it looks like it's pigs. That is wild shit. Yeah. That is that Ooh. feels like a thing a white person made up to make Muslims sound go like Google. Do you know what go, I mean? Like go Google it? Pakistan math textbook pigs and go look up the articles about this. Anybody listening because they're wild. Pakistan uh, math book pigs. Not now. No, I'm. <laughs> Oh, they're anatomically correct pigs. I assumed they were like wearing bow ties. <laughs> they're just <laughs> naked pigs running around. Okay, we got to talk about Roe v. Wade. Pigs, how dare you? <laughs> we're talking about Roe. Uh, Norma McCorvey. Uh, FX, the channel, is airing a documentary. They aired a documentary yeah. on Friday. It's today, called AK, yeah. today, AKA Jane Roe. It's a documentary about Norma McCorvey. Short story is she was the woman who theoretically 
wanted an abortion. They went to the Supreme Court to fight for it. Supreme Court said abortion is legal nationwide. She didn't actually get an abortion. She had the child, whatever. And then in like 1995, the pro-life people basically said, we got her. She's one of ours. Norma McCorvey became a pro-life advocate. And how's that for a story? The woman whose name is synonymous with the biggest abortion rights ruling in Supreme Mm -hmm. Court history is now pro-life. And they trotted her out for all these events as much as possible. As long as I've known about her story, she's been known as the pro-life person who started off as as Roe. And so... That was the story for years. And now they're doing this documentary. And in this documentary, they have a segment where she basically says, I was the big fish. I think it was a mutual thing. I took their money and they'd put me out in front of the cameras and tell me what to say. That's what I'd say. It was all an act. I did it well, too. I'm a good actress. And she called it her deathbed confession. And she also said, if a young woman wants to have an abortion... That's no skin off my ass. That's why they call it choice. So it sounds like she's saying she actually is pro-choice, just like she always was. But she sold out her message. But she sold out her message. Now, the people that supposedly paid her are a group called Operation Rescue, now known as Operation Save America, which was once led by a guy named Pastor Rob Shank, who actually came out years ago and said, I regret my past. I, he's now pro-choice. And he said this years ago. He didn't mention her. He just said, I personally am pro-choice now, and I'm sorry for everything I did to get in the way of that. But they asked him, like, hey, that was your group that paid her, right? And he said she was paid out of concern, quote, that she would go back to the other side. And he said, there were times I wondered, is she playing us? And what I didn't have the guts to say was, uh, what I didn't have the guts to say was because I know damn well we were playing her. So he says this. The other guy. Yeah, it's a lot. The other issue is that there's another guy, uh, Flip Benham, who is a right wing evangelical Christian right figure, long time been in that movement. He also said, like he confirmed the payments as well. So like, it seems like the people who gave her money were open about it. Mm-hmm. It seems like she is confessing on camera. One like thing I've seen on from, the same page. Yeah. It's the one thing I've seen from pro-life groups this week has been, we want you to release the raw footage. Cause we don't, we think you're taking her out of context or something. And I don't know what context all of these comments make any sense. Like to say the opposite. What context are you looking for here? By the way, the Daily Beast pointed out, um, because they got a different uh, uh, clip of it, they said she received over $450,000 from anti-abortion groups, which again, if you don't have a lot of money, and she did not, that's a lot of money to say no to. And I can kind of understand why someone who doesn't have a lot of money would say, you're giving me how much? And all I got to do is say, like, I'm against abortion. I'll take that deal. I don't give a shit. Like this stuff means nothing to me. Flip Benham. Here's what he said. She chose to be used. That's called work. That's what you're paid to be doing. Um, so he's basically confirming it too. Um, now, after all that, the other thing I was seeing from some pro-life groups is saying, yeah, but the pro-choice people used her too. That was one thing. Cause 
like now she they said she got paid to do this documentary. Mm-hmm. The people who made the documentary said, no, we did not pay her to do the documentary. I feel like documentary subjects generally are not paid. Am I right? They are not. That's correct. They said we did pay money to license some of the photos of hers that we used in the movie, which is a far cry from we're paying you to say anything. Um, the other thing I read is that I've heard from some people is, well, when we wanted her to speak to our pro-life group, she charged us money, like $10,000 speaking fee sort of thing, which also is not a weird thing. People who are public figures, especially like a Supreme Court namesake for a big case. Yeah, you have a big speaker fee. You either if someone wants to pay it, they can pay it. If they don't, they don't. That's not weird to me either. That is different from we'll give you this money because we want you to keep saying this Mm -hmm. stuff. That's not a lecture. That's go on Fox News and keep telling them you're anti-choice. Um, but I think it's interesting that, you know, from my perspective, one of the things the pro-life side does is they lie about so many things that they don't think they're lying about. But like when you talk about right. uh, like a whatever one day old zygote is yeah, the same as a baby. Like- yeah, That's it's like lot. got fingers and eyes. Yeah, or like if a woman has an abortion, she's going to physically and mentally suffer later in life. Like, mm-hmm. no, she's not. Uh, that's many women are total. They have abortions and then they're fine. Like they don't regret well, it later also, on. Many women have children and then suffer emotionally later in life because yeah. children are a nightmare from my understanding of my friend Hem and Meta. Uh, that is accurate. And so like, this is just another lie. They lie about Planned Parenthood all the time. All the time. You know, but like, this is not surprising because of course they lied. Of course they paid her money to say stuff because their whole movement is built on selling lies to people. So none of this surprised me. Um, Yeah. um, I'm what I really wanted to know that I don't have an answer to is how many Christians in the pro-life movement knew about these payments and said nothing because they, you don't give away $450,000 and nobody knows in your organization. To me, me that definitely feels more like how, um, how the president of the Mormon church can speak directly to God. And like, once you get to that point, you you're like, all right, I I'm in hook, line and sinker, right? Like I have to say the things I have to say. I feel like if you're in deep enough to have access to their books, like those kind of like capital B books. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're complicit ahead, now. Right? Like you're going with whatever. Right. Here is, I've thought about this a lot. Um, because I be, <sighs> Okay, so as a pro-choice woman, obviously, um, Roe v. Wade is really a landmark decision in the in the 20th century in the U.S. Um, it protected, uh, sort of, protected women's right to choose. It generally falls under medical privacy more than, like, just, I have a right to say who can live in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think there is anything necessarily that would change my mind about a woman's right to a safe and legal abortion. So this, and and we, and I, I mean, I personally have friends. I know a lot of people who had to get abortions for, for various reasons, whether it's a wanted child or not. And they had to go through it and, and dealt with whatever they dealt with. Some people bounce back and it was fine. Some people like, you know, I know somebody who had to abort a very much wanted child, but it was not a viable pregnancy. And like, 
it would have fucking killed her and she valued her life. Um, but I guess all that's to say is we look to Roe v. Wade as this sort of, uh, this sort of beacon on the hill, right? Of this is where, this is sort of the alpha and omega of it is Roe v. Wade means women have the right to, to choose what happens to their body. I don't necessarily care if Roe, the named Roe, changed her mind later, regretted her abortion later. She didn't have an abortion, which I think is not unimportant. If she had her child and realized it was a miracle and she couldn't have lived without that kid, it, that doesn't matter to me because that, that is actually something that she made. Even if, even if this was true, even if no, she got paid nothing and went from being the, like you said, the titular person in a, in a Supreme court, Supreme court case to a person who, is rapidly anti-choice. A, she didn't have an abortion, so I'm not really sure why we, like, we super care what she had to say about how an abortion affects somebody. But B, like, that's her journey to make. Yeah, and you, a you- lot of the pro-life people have now pivoted to that argument in the wake of this. If they're not rationalizing it or saying the documentary is a lie, they were like, well, who cares? It never really mattered because it, it's not about just her. It's about... Like whatever yeah. ninety gazillion fetuses that we must save. Yeah, and and I'll 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 watch. The, I'll probably watch the doc. I, I'm curious yeah. to see it, but like, I'm not sure why. I, I think all that does is show us that the right is you know the anti-choice people are willing to do what the fuck ever they need to do to get their message out. And honestly, probably pro pro-choice people would be in a similar boat if they found somebody. I mean, I, don't, I, don't I would know. like to think of an example of that. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, would that happen on the other side? Um, I One um, is, I don't know who has that much money to just pay out to get a spokesperson. Nobody. But two, I can't remember reading a story. And I, I mean, someone send me a link if I'm wrong. I can't remember reading a story where some pro, uh, some liberal group said we would pay someone money to be a speaker who otherwise would not have been right. Like we're totally trying to manipulate the, the audience. Uh, right. And we'll so just like, pay you to lie. That just so like, seems like a value hired- that goes against the left. But right. for the Christian right, lying in the name of Jesus is always okay for, so, for that type of Christian. So I think the equivalent on the left or on the, the, yeah, on the left and like the, the secular movement would be is if, like, uh, not that I'm like a huge in-demand speaker, but I got asked to go speak at um, um, a couple places in Houston last oof, two years ago. What is time? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never had an abortion. If I talked about, if I had had an abortion and talked about it in my talk, because they paid me for speaking and all that, that's one thing. If I w- had never had an abortion, they paid me to talk and were like, by the way, can you talk about an abortion that you had and it like <laughs> saved your life? Like that is right. the equivalent of it, which. But yeah, I can't imagine anyone making that offer, much less taking it up because that stuff matters. That those are values we care about. So yeah, I'm that's just a real I mean, and decent I would love to, there. I would love to hear an example of where that's happened on the left. I can't, I, I could think of one example where someone who is a namesake of a case kind of flipped 
And we talk about the the Bible reading case. They got Bible reading out of public school. Madeline Murray O'Hare was like the plaintiff in that case. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm representing my son who has to read the Bible in school. Now, uh, Whose son is super Christian now. Super Christian. Like running a Christian group. And he, I don't think he speaks too much about the case. But it is true that part of his biography when he talks about it is to say, yeah, my, my mother uh, used me to get the Bible out of school. And I am basically working to promote Christianity now. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, to me that it's roughly the equivalent of like, if one of the, the plaintiffs, but he didn't get paid. Right. It, it's roughly the equivalent of like, if one of the plaintiffs, like money aside, one of the plaintiffs in the court, the case that decided that um, gay marriage should be illegal. Yeah. And like later, one of the couples divorced and everybody's like, ah, see, like it's it's now, thing is gay marriage. Everybody gets divorced of all of the gay married marriages I yeah, know about. One. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of stories I I knew I wanted to get. Let let me do a fun one, then I'll get to a more serious one. Uh, let's talk about atheist Republicans. Um, oh my god, please! Only because it's a group. Republican atheists is the group. So for weeks now, they've been saying we're going to put out a list of elected officials in Republican groups. Which there's like two and a half in all of Congress, right? Like we don't have oh. a lot of people. So atheists and yeah. Oh, there are zero. I've counted. Um at the state level, state representatives, state senators, or higher there are cinema zero. With it. She is she's unaffiliated. I mean, oh. Sorry, I'm talking about atheist Republicans. Oh, oh no, I was just saying in general, there in are general, very few atheists Congress people. Right. In Congress, there's one. There's uh, open humanist Jared Huffman, representative from California. Cinema's unaffiliated. She's a senator. There's a a few other unaffiliated or people who just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So whatever. There's one non-religious like humanist in Congress. But there are more than 50 at the state level who are non-religious and open about it, and they're all Democrats. Zero Republicans. One per state. So we're really doing that takeover we've been threatening. I know, right? Uh, We got a long way to go on the Democratic side, but there are zero Republicans. So they were like, we're going to publish this list of atheist Republicans who are elected. I could not either. And then they didn't publish it two weeks later. I'm like, hey, what happened to your list? And then three weeks came and went, and I'm like, what happened to your list? And this week was week four, and they published the list. I know, I was very excited. So it turns out there are still, they couldn't find any state level or higher people. So there's no apples to apples comparison here, but they put three names down. These are elected Republicans in powerful places who are like open atheists. So I'm like, three, damn, that is more than I thought. So one of them, I'm not gonna, I don't want people to harass them or anything. I just want, one of them, is a vice chairman of a local Republican Central Committee in Maryland, which means he was elected vice chairman among a group of Republicans in a county. All right, fine, but like no Democrat, like you're not running for office. You're elected to your little club. You're a club president. Relax, buddy. There's another guy who's a precinct captain, which again... That's a local thing within your party, so that's not the same as running for office. Kevin, I'm a precinct captain. Can you add me to Are your you list? Are you a Republican? Are you I'm a Repu- not, no. but I can here's add what? to your list of no, you can't. who are here's really why. influential Clearly. from the greater Aurora area. 
I said this when I made that list initially, which is I can't go lower than state level. I can't go to city council or precincts or anything because there are too damn many. Sure. And I can't keep track of it. But this is number two on their list, a precinct captain. That one's from Illinois, by the way. Ooh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Not really. And then the third person on their list was a legit city council member. So I talked to her. Below the state level. Which is below, but she's a city council member. Her name is Carolyn Umphrey, and she is elected. I checked it out. That's legit. She's elected to city council, I think, last year, or maybe 2018. She she is Republican, but just to point this out, they put her on the list of Republican atheists. City council is not a partisan thing. She didn't run as a Republican, um, even if she is. She definitely did not run as an atheist because it doesn't matter because it's city council. They're not there to fight over partisan culture war issues. They deal with businesses and roads and stuff like that. The only time religion comes up is like invocations and they haven't really had any invocation issues. So like her atheism and her republicanism don't really play a role in what she does. Yeah, but I I mean... (sighs) The thing, like you said, if we're going to do an apples to apples thing, I, I wouldn't even be know how to begin to reach out to every city councilor in you like in the United States. Because, like I said, like I'm a I'm a committee person. Like it's I'm not elected; I'm appointed. But in the uh, 2022 election cycle, hopefully, I'll be elected. Ooh, fingers crossed. A lot of competition, and by that I mean nobody wanted the job for five years before I moved in. Um, but so so you can find all of us all over the place, and so it's just it's just not a fair comparison at all to to try to say like. Oh well, we can we can dig through the entire country and find any atheist Republican, but like, still they're few and far between. Still, they're not necessarily representative of most people who are atheists. It's, I mean, fine, whatever. She made her point. Atheist Republicans exist. She exists ostensibly, so like nobody ever disbelieved that. But it's just like. I don't know, man. Like, uh, to what end? Like, what are we trying to prove here? Here's what I was trying to prove, because this is why I keep, like, harping on it, which is not that there are no Republican atheists. Of course there are. I know there are. My argument to that entire group is the same reason I don't like the log cabin Republicans, which is like the LGBTQ Republican group, which is you're supporting the one party that opposes everything you supposedly stand for. So what the hell are you doing? At least if they said, we know the Republican Party is bad for LGBTQ issues, but we're trying to change that from the inside, I would get that. The Republican atheist group, and I just say the group because it seems like everyone I've ever spoken to is an anti-Trump. I am trying to make the Republican Party more hospitable for church-state separation and stuff. Um, but the group itself just posts Trump memes. So like, I don't know what they do. And my whole point is the Republican Party hates everything any atheist who's open and vocal about it would care about. They don't care about church state separation. They don't oppose faith based discrimination. Republicans or don't want to support access to birth control and contraception. I don't know why you would be an atheist and support today's Republican Party, um, even if you're conservative. Yeah, so that was so- my argument. And it turns out, hey, look, you can't even find any 
elected atheists because the Republican Party hates atheists. Yeah. So I think libertarians in general are different issue idiots. But I would believe that somebody could be a libertarian atheist because they're, they're like socially liberal, but fiscal, whatever. Because that's generally what what libertarian generally is, right? Like let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Let them. But this is not the libertarian atheists. No, but this is what that's I'm saying. My argument that, is that like I could understand how somebody could be an atheist and libertarian, even though I think their opinion is wrong and dumb. Right. I do not understand how you could be a Republican and be atheist because. The Republican Party since the mid 20th century has done everything to kowtow to the to the religious right and leaned into it. And that's why like right. because and there could be an argument for conservative about- if you're like, I just care about taxes, I'm a one issue voter, or I'm or I'm a pro-life atheist, and that's the only thing that matters to or me. Whatever. I would I can see that logic where you say, all I care about is abortion. I don't care about church-state separation, even though I'm an atheist. Okay, fine. Then say that. That's not what this group is saying. So that's what I don't get. Um, Before we run out of time here, I do, there you yeah. go. I want to talk about one last issue, which is uh, Trump said today that, uh, what I want to get this right. He called on governors to open reopen churches this weekend. He said, houses of worship are essential places. And if governors don't abide by my request, he's going to override them, even though we can't do that. He doesn't have any. Yeah. But basically, he's saying, I want all these churches open. A couple things about this. One is the reason some of these places are not opening houses of worship is because it's a lot of people in close quarters. It's not a grocery store where you go in and out. They're staying there, gathering, talking, spreading the virus. You don't want them to meet. Mm -hmm. Um. One religion reporter I read a lot said she has spoken to pastors who said, we don't want to open church, but because we're not opening our church, our congregations are basically giving a shit about it because they hear from the president, no, this is like a religious freedom issue. You got to open up. It's a matter of like Democrats trying to stop you. And these pastors are like, no, we don't want you to get sick and die. So like, we'll keep doing Zoom sermons, go watch from home. And their own congregation members are like, but Trump said this. And so now these pastors are in a bad situation. The governors, here's what I think Trump is trying to do. He doesn't care if these people die. He doesn't care if Christians die. He doesn't care about their lives. He just wants to pretend like he cares about religious freedom. And this is an easy thing because now a governor is going to say, no, we're not reopening churches this weekend. They are under the same rules as other like gyms and stuff like that you can't meet or if you want to meet here are the rules you got to abide by but i'm not opening the doors to everybody Mm -hmm. governors are going to say that then he's going to say these governors don't want you to be religious they hate your freedom they hate your religion whatever we do but at the same time i'm just this week this is uh one report from the cdc this week one church in arkansas became a covid hotspot where two people with the virus attended the church and all of a sudden 92 people came to church that week 35 of them tested positive three people died another 26 people who interacted with those churchgoers which we know from contact tracing also tested positive with one of them dying so basically one small rural arkansas church saw 61 infections four deaths because two people 
had the virus and they showed symptoms of it, by the way, and yet they still attended church. Hey, but at <laughs> least church. they didn't look weak. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they died looking like big, strong people. And yeah, that's a, Trump just wants to kill off. I've never seen anyone so eager to kill off his own base, but that's what he's going to do. And again, the question is, governors are going to stand by what they said before. They're not going to push on this. I want to know what these, I mean, we're going to find out what pastors are going to do because pastors are now in the position, especially of these evangelical mega churches mm-hmm. or regular churches where they have to say, no, don't listen to Trump. I'm trying to save your life. Stay home and watch it over Facebook. Don't come in. We're staying closed. And now those pastors look like the bad guys. Oh, of course. Like, and tr- again, Trump doesn't. So I think as he was walking away from that press conference, some reporters like, where are you going to church this weekend? He didn't answer the question. Of well, course I can't believe it. I mean, it's so like Trump is trying to be the deadbeat dad and make everybody else be the moms in this of like, well, I think it's okay for you to go to church. Go ask your mother. And the mothers are like, well, I don't want you to die, metaphorical children. I would really right. rather you stay at home for a couple of weeks and then continue living your beautiful, glorious life. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't fucking know, man. Like the... Okay, here's. I actually have some thoughts go, about what's go, going on right go. now. What? Give go. me to bed. No, you. Oh, I want to okay. hear this. So, what I keep seeing is people are uh, saying that it's worse to be afraid than to take risks. Um, and, and to me, this is rhetoric coming from people who have really never been in. Um, That's what you say when you go skydiving. And I've been skydiving and I'm still staying home. Yeah. I was a professional horseback rider for a long time. That's stupid dangerous. I didn't wear a helmet when I rode to Montana. That's very dumb of me. I'm still staying home because I understand how risk works. Right. And again, it's not you're putting yourself at risk. No one cares about dumb people doing risk. It's about spreading it. Right. So, so the problem is, and I I think, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Who's the, um, a non, a non, um, oh, he's a reporter and I really like him. Adnan, I think his name is. Adnan. Oh, fuck. I can't think of his name. Anyway, he said something about how Americans are going to die because of our obsession with freedom. And I mean, I think he hit the nail right in the head of like uh, any person in my neighborhood has the absolute right to like, nobody's going to fucking arrest you. And we're asking that like the best minds we have are saying that this is the best way to keep people from dying. And that's not, I mean, it's instilling fear in, in so much that like, you should be very cautious when you go outside, you should limit yourself from going into public, but it's not terrorism it's not a person waiting to like pounce on you it is an illness that doesn't care if you're bored of staying home i'm bored of staying home mikey and i made up a movie game tonight and played it for two hours it was the fucking worst but we stayed home um I, i i guess my problem is this is like people say like being afraid is even worse and like I think there's a reason that America is on struggle street with this thing. Whereas others aren't is because we are so obsessed with our individual freedoms that we are 
almost always willing to easily willing to sacrifice the greater good for our personal convenience. And we see that all the time. We see it whether you're driving like a shitty gas guzzling car or you litter or like you're an asshole to your server because they were three minutes late with your fucking drink or whatever. Everybody is so all about themselves and fighting for themselves to get to whatever the perceived top is that any setback feels like a personal attack. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to tell people anymore. That's, and I know I've said this a lot, but like, I've just gotten to the point where, like, if they reopen churches this weekend, that's basically undoing all that time people have spent quarantining inside and not going out. I mean, this is true for anything, not well, just fucking get ready to be gaslit, right? Like, of, oh, we stayed home for three months and for what? Not that only a hundred thousand people in the country died. Like, A, yeah. Oh, they're already revising that number if you're a conservative. A, when I was a kid, 3,000 people dying on one day in 9-11 changed my entire life forever. But, you know, those guys were in a building, not grocery shopping or whatever. Um, Again, uh, when it's a Republican president, deaths don't matter. But if it's oh. Obama's in charge and it, like, like four people die in Benghazi, like- then... If yeah. Biden gets elected and the Republicans say one fucking word about the the deficit yeah. I'm driving yeah. to the Capitol building and I'm just going to stand there with my arms crossed. Oh, no, I'm going to be like that woman today. from Game of Thrones going, shame. Biden shame. said something stupid and racist today, but didn't actually mean it in a racist way and apologize for it. They made it. They already today made a bigger deal of that than the actual racist stuff Trump has done for years. Um, Cause that's how they do it. Um, it doesn't matter. I said this on Twitter, but like if Democrats slip up, it's a full blown news story. If right. Republicans fuck up, no one cares because we expect it from them. Um, um, can I, I ask got one line. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you kind of a semi personal question? Sure. Have you. So for, I, I was born in Illinois, was raised here. This is the first time in my entire life that I've genuinely thought like, should I leave this country? Like, is this country worth staying and fighting for? Like, I can't, it's one thing to see corruption at really high levels, but it's quite another to see my peers and my neighbors who are so anti-science and so, uh, and I live in, we live in a pretty liberal part of the country. It's not like we're, we're in the deep South or something like that, where we're, we're sort of like the only atheist. This is the, this last month was the first time in my life that I was like, should I get the fuck out of Dodge? Like, I don't know that I ever would, but I don't know where else I would go, but I know like, I, lost you. Did you hang up me? I know what one thing that makes it worthwhile is knowing I can keep fighting for the change. That's why I don't love Biden either, but uh, like you vote for him. Cause that leads to more change in the direction that I want. And that's the thing that's keeping me going. Um, I know we're having some audio fine problems, but let me finish off with this last story. Uh, tell, if Can you hear me right now? You can't hear me at all right now. So that's fine. I'm going to read this one last story really quick, even if Jess can't hear me, but she sees me. Uh, there's a guy named Eric Hogue, who is the mayor of a town called Wiley, Texas. And this week, Eric Hogue uh, basically recently 
there was a guy who asked if some boys from some kids from a group called Youth with a Mission could deliver the invocation at a city council meeting. And Eric Hogue should have said no, because prayers at city council meetings are wrong. But of course, he said they could come and deliver the prayer. But what he wrote back and said was, that's fine. All I ask is that the people leading those prayers be young men, because women are not allowed to deliver any kind of prayer at the city council meeting. Um, (laughs) And he also wrote back in that same email, uh, I'm a Church of Christ preacher, and we take the New Testament literally. Um, So I just wanted to point out that uh, that pastor just doesn't want women preaching at all. Uh, he even quoted one uh, First Corinthians, the part that says, let your women keep silence in the churches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's right there in the churches. Not everywhere, just in the churches. And yet, okay. That guy yeah, made me. That's fine. Um, kind of quick uh, footnote. Pennsylvania and Minnesota just outlawed child marriage with no exceptions, which is exciting Ooh, and something. shockingly hard to do in this country, apparently. Hard to get anything done in this country. So, that yeah, that's a step up. I'm thinking Edinburgh. I would like, I've been to Edinburgh. I like that place. I could live there. There or, you go. You know what? Maybe I can just get a little cabin on the Isle of Skye. I really like Scotland. I think. There's, I'm just going to buy a cabin up there. Buy. I don't have any money. Um, One day you'll get the Joe Rogan deal and then wherever you you want. Imagine. Um, Okay, cool. Well, we'll wrap up since the audio is not going well. Yeah. Um, I couldn't hear a lot of your last few minutes. You can find Jeff at Blueberry at B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E on Twitter. I'm at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Go to um, FriendlyAtheistPodcast.com and uh, click on store. We've got some shirts and tank tops and et cetera. Baby onesies for sure. Um, Hey, if you need something to do this quarantine and you've always wanted to watch the show uh, Twin Peaks, my husband and I are doing a Twin Peaks rewatch podcast called Cooper Duper. You can find it in iTunes right now. Um, It has been a fucking blast. We're watching. My husband's a diehard uh, Twin Peaks fan, and I have also seen the show. Um, And so we're just kind of going through it and exploring themes and and what he likes about it and what I like about it. it it's been a, a genuine a blast to, to do it with him. So if Very you cool. need something to occupy your time. Um, oh, I have five star review to read. Um, this one is from fem to second 15. Um, love it. One of my favorites, truly eye opening reminds you of how religion and the hypocrisy that come. See, she's the, they spelled hypocrisy correctly that comes out of it is a source of many problems we have in this world the podcast helps educate people so that someday atheists will be the majority oh that's a nice thought if you could do me one favor could you turn up the volume sorry i just had to crank it up way more than the other podcast is this better there you go karen can you hear me i can hear you i'm all up on my mic i have to go to bed All right. um, Cool. So you know where to find us. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys.